I'm Ryan Krakowski. I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. And welcome back to season two of the Teaching It Real podcast. And as I mentioned in the last episode, we were going to be making some big changes in season two. One of the biggest changes is we are adding a third member to the Teaching It Real family. Yes, that's right. This year, episodes are going to be recorded by me, James Waller, as well as Ryan Krakowski, who is a digital literacy coach, ed tech entrepreneur, innovator of all kinds, aspiring educator and teacher of minds, uh, and has also been the guest on our most popular episode of Teaching It Real, Bracing for Blockchain. Now, since we recorded that episode, uh, we got uh, quite a lot of attention for the episode we presented at 21st Century Learning together. Uh, so we're going to be expanding on that throughout the season. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to talk about something else. Because we believe all of our students are geniuses. We're talking, of course, about Genius Hour. Now, both of us, working as ICT specialists or digital literacy coaches, we help implement the Genius Hour, or for you, it's... It, we call it iTime. Right. But we want to get to the bottom of what Genius Hour or iTime is and how can we effectively implement it as teachers. So can you describe yours a little bit? Okay. Um, so iTime, what it looks like uh, is one hour each week. Uh, some classes uh, use that hour to allow students to work on a personal project where they explore their passions. Um, they start by doing some research, uh, and then they continue that uh, and it looks like a number of different things. We have students cooking, we have students uh, coding with robots, we have students um, learning to design clothes and so on. Uh, so it's really just tapping into their personal interests. Yeah, good, good uh, description there, I think. Uh, for us, it's very much the same. Students get to choose uh, their own area of study and then they get to explore it, given free time and resources to go learn about a topic, explore a topic, and then usually uh, complete some sort of project on their learning. So uh, some of the ones that we've had, uh, we recently had two students that learned how to do the tango. Uh, they did a wonderful presentation for us. I saw that on Twitter, it was fantastic. That is on Twitter, at MrWaller15, check that performance out. Um, but yeah, a wonderful tango. I have a student that's trying to learn Spanish right now, because he's got a member of his family who speaks Spanish. Uh, we have a garden that is growing in full bloom. We have somebody making a solar system, a model of the solar system. Um, we've got uh, marble race courses. We've got some stop motion animation films. Really, it's passion projects that students are given the time and the resources to explore and complete. So how is your iTime uh, program going so far? Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's going fairly well for some. Um, for others, I think it's difficult uh, for younger students to tap into what their passion may be at this age. Uh, you know, some of them choose a topic and they start researching it and they start to explore it and then they kind of lose their interest and, uh, and, uh, and then they're kind of stuck We're in the middle. You know, they had spent already, you know, say six, eight, ten hours working on it and then they switch it, which I, I think is okay uh, because they're still going to change topics and then explore a new passion. Um, but if we want them to produce something or you know uh, build on something uh, I think they really need to tap into this passion at the very beginning of the project and I think um, spending the time to really find out what their passion is um, and giving them that time is it would be really beneficial going forward yeah I, th I think uh, you you hit the nail on the head uh, in terms of uh, for Genius Hour what it really looks like the subtitle could be 
Genius Hour, some students explore their passions while others struggle to find out <laughs> exactly. what their passion is. Yeah. And I mean, that's a valuable process too, but um, ideally, you know, we want everybody engaged, we want everybody contributing, and we want everybody to be able to use the time valuably. Um, for us, the biggest challenge is trying to find what really ignites the students, what emotionally connects them to this project, and what's going to get them in that self-directed, self-regulated learning where they're exploring their passions genuinely. So what are some of the strategies that you've implemented that you've seen work, or some of the ones that maybe haven't worked so well for you? Um, well, I think what hasn't worked <laughs> has been uh, introducing students to a, a number of different areas. Um, and, uh, you know, as a tech integrator, I, I, I've brought in uh, some workshops where, you know, students can explore uh, different things like coding or different creation tools. Uh, and then some students think, oh, okay, you know, that looks good. I'm going to go down that route. And then as they go down that route, they decide that route's not for them. Um, so I think it's you need to learn more about what the students do in their free time. I think that's how we should we should have framed it, uh, where students are tapping into, you know, when I leave school, when I get home, that moment when I'm home and I have that free time, what is it I'm spending my time doing? Is it, you know, going on YouTube and, and watching a series of videos? Is it playing video games? Is it, you know, learning how to cook? Is it doing a, um, uh, playing an instrument? What is it that you're doing? in the time that you that you have available to you, which is less and less for students over here because they have so many expectations after school. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically where I think we need to move in the direction next next time that we introduce Passion Hour iTime at the start of the year. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right because we've done something very similar. We came in and rolled out, you know, Hour of Code through code.org, which is a great program and students can be engaged with it a little bit at first, but if that's not really their passion project. They're not going to go that far with it, mm. right? And so things like when we would bring in a particular resource or introduce a particular website or try to guide them this way or that way, much like in your experience, it kind of backfired for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, maybe even before starting an iTime or a Genius Hour project, I think maybe the best project is some insight into what's happening at home. Yeah. What are the kids doing at home? What are their hobbies? And don't even tell them that it's going to lead into a project. No. It's sort of like show and tell. What's your life like when you're outside of school? What do you love to do? Mm -hmm. And start start there. That's actually a good idea, having a show and tell. Or you could do that digitally by you know creating a Flipgrid and have students maybe just doing a one a 30 second or one minute video just from home sharing about you know what did you do during your free time this after this, this evening you know? yeah yeah exactly uh, another thing an opportunity that i saw is uh this week uh there are tryouts for our school's talent show okay and there are so many different things whether it's cultural dance whether it's music as you mentioned playing instruments or singing um, some of them are doing comedy or juggling routines. Wow. So there's so many things that students, uh, like little hobbies or skills that they have that they're proud of mm -hmm. that never really fit in with our curriculum or our, you know, our class schedule as laid out. Yeah. And so that's another opportunity. Why not schedule in a class talent show early, early in the year? Mm -hmm. Find out what they'd love to do or what they're capable of doing independent of us, right? And then use the genius hour time if we're fortunate enough to have it yeah. to build on that sure i don't think yeah i don't think genius hour needs to be exploring something new i think it just can be developing something that they already do and getting better at it and, and, and mastering their craft right yeah so uh again starting uh with passions that already exist at home bringing that to the forefront 
and then going from there seems to be the best. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned a few of uh, the different things going on in your uh, iTime projects. Have there been anything that's been really inspirational to you or transformative that really makes you passionate about this as a valuable program to a school? Um, I haven't seen anything really uh, yet that's come out of it. We, we, we have just started uh, our, our journey. Uh, you know, students have only spent say maybe six or eight or ten hours so far exploring uh, the, the, you know, their passions during this time. Um, but I have seen you know, uh, many things online, uh, lots, of, lots of great examples and lots of examples that you just shared uh, that really you know, had me think that you know, just by modifying the way that we presented at the start of the year, uh, we can get a lot more out of the students. Yeah, uh, for me, um, it's apart from the things that I've mentioned that I think are incredibly valuable, um, one of the things I saw that was really cool was um, so a breakout from the garden. They started by trying to figure out what they needed to cultivate a mm -hmm. proper garden, um, but they knew that they needed to keep the soil moist. And we have extended holidays, and that can be a problem. So they actually used uh, the, uh, the sensor on the Makey Makey kit. Uh, so the Makey Makey kit, um, as you know, when it conducts electricity, um, it can trigger a response from your keyboard or into your computer and it will only uh, it will only make that transfer happen if it's put into soil that's wet enough to conduct electricity. So you can actually have a makey makey kit uh, with a scratch program that will alert you if the soil is too dry. Wow. And I think that can be done with a micro bit as well. Mm -hmm. they, have, they, have a, they have a soil uh, sensor as well. A soil yeah. sensor, yeah. Um, so you, you can tell, right, when the input is not uh, conducting electricity, it can notify you in some way. And we actually had students set that up. I think they were grade six students okay. um, that had set it up as part of the garden. And so it was sort of also seeing how the passion for how do we grow plants? How can we keep plants healthy? And then that led naturally into how can we use the school resources? How can we learn about programming? How can we learn about circuits and making and building and steam? How can we incorporate some of these things into what makes us interested in the project in the first place. Um, just a question, do you have your students uh, reflecting on their passion hour uh, or passion projects anywhere? We do. So we, we have, um, th they document their learning yeah. no matter which age they're at. Uh, some of the ways that we see them doing it is often with a book creator that follows the process from gathering materials to problems that they've had to overcome. Um, but book creator is a popular one. We've been using chatter picks in conjunction with iMovie to have you know some of the things tell their own story, yeah. um, which is really cool. We've we've got um, movies and movie trailers that they've put together. We've got flip grids out there. We've got vlogs. We've got podcasts. We've got really uh, we ha we have a choice board that lets students pick the way they like to communicate their journey. Mm. Um, but once they pick and they tried a few different ones out. Um, it really makes the project that much more valuable to document the process. Yeah, I think for, for someone, if, 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 you know, if there's teachers out there that are just starting on their passion project journey, uh, like we are, I think it'd be very valuable to have um, you know, some of the, the accounts from different students to share about what they've, what they've done and what they've learned throughout their year. And I think that's a really good way to, uh, you know, to really think, have our students think about ways that they can explore passion projects in the future. Yeah, well said. Um, so for us, it's been a very valuable program, not without its growing pains. Mm. Definitely takes time and patience to get it up and running well, but uh, we would love to hear from you. Share with us, please, your uh, passion projects, your genius hours, your eye time, whatever it is that you call it. 
what is it that your students are telling you they want to learn about and what have they done that's great as a result. So hit me up on Twitter at MrWaller15. Where can we find you? I'm also on Twitter at MrKPYP, M-R-K-P-Y-P. Um, and uh, don't forget to keep checking out our podcast. It's now going to be available on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We're trying to make it available as widely as possible. So thanks for uh, bearing with us throughout this conversation. Hopefully it's helped spark an idea in some way. Let us know what you think, and we'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe. Right on. Until next time, keep teaching it real.